All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. Let's uh, you know, let's talk about something I saw. So, I'm going to open up the show with something different because we're going to open up the show with something different than I usually talk about. Normally I talk about sports, but we're going to go into something a little bit different. So, here I am driving on my way back home, and I bypass a strip club on the corner near where I live. And at the strip club, it's got a sign, you know, a little electronic electronic sign that says, Hey, come watch a pay-per-view fight like UFC or boxing here at the strip club. And I thought to myself, how is it possible to... Go to a strip club and be focused on a fight. If you really think about it, it's like, how can you have a woman's ass in your face and also watch a fight at the same time? Because if you really think about it, at a strip club, if you don't understand how the strip club works a little bit, I'm going to go into it. If there is a big fight or depending on the night, most... Most big fights happen on a Saturday night, and most people would go to a strip club on a Saturday because, you know, it's the weekend. Most people are off on the weekend. They don't have to go to work on Sunday. Most people, you know, they would go to a strip club on a Friday or a Saturday. And most times, it's Saturday. And then, if you know anything about a strip club, you know that they bring out the A-list on the Saturday, especially late at night because most fights don't start till you know, 10, 11, 12 at night. So you got to think, if you're at a strip club, you know, you're waiting on the fight, you're probably like, well, you know, let me well, let me get a couple lap dances, huh? Get a couple lap dances here, all right? Especially if they, if they bring out the A-list. Anybody has been in a strip club, you know what the A-list are. They're the girls bringing in the cash to the club because they got all the assets. They've been eating their vegetables, been drinking their water, eating the greens, all that have been working out a little bit. Look pretty good, huh? They're the ones. So how is it that you could go to a strip club, get one of the say you got you got one of the A-listers. Say they just coming off another John, you scoop one up. But say the fight's about to start. You're at a dilemma here. I don't think anybody's really thought about that at the strip club as the manager owners of a strip club. You know, you're, the customer is at a true dilemma. He's at a true fork in the road if there is like a big fight at the strip club and the A-listers are out. The A-lister is trying to get me to go to the back and I really want to go with her. You know, but, you know, say Canelo Alvarez is fighting. Conor McGregor's fighting. Do I go with the stripper? Get the blue balls and uh, make you never know what happens in the back of a when you get in a strip dance. You know, you don't know what could happen. Maybe the stripper's desperate, maybe she's having one of those nights. You honestly don't know what could happen back there because it's up to the stripper at the end of the day. Maybe the stripper's feeling generous, she gives you a blowjob, she gives you a little more. Maybe she doesn't. You honestly, you don't know until you get back there. So let's say the the fight is about to start, 
You've got an A-lister with you. She grabs your hand. She coaxes you a little bit. You already lick it up. Never met nobody who went to a strip club unlicked. And, you know, a little, little inebriated. So now you, you... The strip club has created a massive dilemma in the minds of young men and young women that partake in that. Is that, well, do I go to the back... Or do I stay and watch the fight? I don't think managers of strip clubs or the strip club owner think about these things. Because why would you put so much pressure on a person to decide? Okay? That's a lot. That Think about it. You go to a strip club. Most people go to strip clubs to relax, take in the sights and sounds, the atmosphere of the strip club. But now you've created, a, you've created an, an area. A moment in time in which now they've got to come up. This is a big decision. You know what I mean? It's a big decision in life. It's kind of like, oh, well, do I want to? What college do I want to go to? Oh, this is my first car. Uh, if you had the option to buy your first car, it's like, oh, do I want to buy a house? Huh? It's like, what do I want to name my child's name? This is on the same level of dilemma. I don't think people understand what's going on here. And this is just the intro, you know. This is just the beginning thought, you know, that's going on here. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the strip club owners honestly understand the type of dilemma, the debate that goes on in a person's mind when this happened, when this is up, you know. Big fight, A-list booty in your face, okay. That's a lot to think about. Alright, that's just an opening topic. I want you guys to think about that for a second. Like, have you been to the strip club? Have you been there with the A-list? And have you been there where a big fight's going on? That's a serious, it's booty, boobs, or a fight. Which one do you want to watch? You know, because strippers get real, they'll get a little upset if you don't, if you don't go back and pay them. Right? Don't wait. Don't waste their time, even though they're they're trying to. Even though the strip club brought a fight, they're like, "Hey, watch this fight!" But now the strippers are like, "Well, no, where's my money? Uh, we're supposed to let me do the dance for you real quick and get my money." But now you want to watch a fight. Say so you want to watch a fight. You didn't get the dance like now. Now they now the stripper mad at you because you wanted to watch a fight instead of getting the strip the lap dance. Now. You after the fight's over, you trying to get that same lap dance. Now she, now she done with you. Now she done with you. That's just a, that's just an intro, you know. That's just something to think about. Like whoa, huh? This is very interesting. I don't think most people really think about it like that, you know. But it's a very serious subject. That oh, now I got to make life decisions at a strip club on a Saturday. After a hard week at work, grinding, now I gotta now I gotta make more decisions inside a place I can't relax and see some free tits. Not really, cause you gotta pay you gotta pay to get in the club, but you know what I mean. Still, these are big these are big questions people need to start asking, especially the strip club owners and managers. This is this is a big deal. Now you know we gotta talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. And that'll be the Philadelphia Eagles. 
we're already through two preseason games and watching the Philadelphia Eagles you can tell that we're going to have major problems this year now let's start with the quarterback position the quarterback position you can clearly see that Joe Flacco ain't got it no more Nick Mullins is trash remember the Philadelphia Eagles beat him I believe last year and he was trash that game uh, Joe Flacco needs to retire you can clearly tell I mean he's as a backup it's okay but as a starter I'm not sold at all Nick Mullins clearly not sold I think he's trash and then QB1 young Jalen Hurts he's not even playing in the preseason now I get it he's sick that's cool but when you got like a basically a rookie because they only played four games last year and it was at the end of the year when everything it was already over it was already over the game was already over season was done they were just playing him just to see you he needs to be out there extended minutes they only had him out there the first preseason game the one only one he played he only played two series why is he only playing two series he needs to be playing as much as possible they got justin fields out there they got zach wilson out there they got all these guys. I don't care if they're QB one, two, three. They got Trevor Lawrence out there. They got everybody out there playing extended periods. Justin Fields got two series. Come on. I mean, not Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts only got two series. Come on. And we we don't even know if he's good or not. We, I guess we don't have to wait on the regular season to kick off to see if uh, we got the QB of the future or not. And I don't really trust him. And then we move on to the running backs. I actually think the running backs aren't going to be that big of a deal. I still think Miles Sanders is a good running back. Jordan Howard, he's a good running back. You saw that blitz pickup on uh, this past Thursday. He's good. He's still good. He's only like 26. He's still got he's got something left in the tank. And then you got Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie we drafted. Um, still not exactly sure what we got in him, but we'll see over time. So when it comes to running backs, I'm not worried. And then you want to go into the offensive line. Honestly, if everybody can stay healthy, we've got a top five offensive line in the league. The kid Malata, seventh rounder, hey, big dude. He's doing he's doing good things. Obviously, we got Salem Malu. We still got Kelsey, even though he's close to retiring. Still got Brandon Brooks, Brooks, and you got Lane Johnson. That's a top five offensive line if all are healthy. And if everybody gels and works together. Not really concerned about that. But now you want to move over to the wide receivers. I am concerned about that. Outside of Devontae Smith. I saw him in that second preseason game. Hey, this kid gets separation. I don't care how skinny he is. Kid's nasty. Alright, there's a reason he won the Heisman Trophy. Like first wide receiver in like, I think since Desmond Howard. So that's at least 20 plus years. Or no, even longer. That's like 25, 26 years. So I'm not even concerned about him. Because you could see the separation. Chris route running. He is akin to Marvin Harrison. He is the modern day Marvin Harrison coming out of college. Because you know Marvin Harrison, a route monster. Real, He's not a big dude. Marvin Harrison was only like 6 foot or 5'11". Around the same height as Devontae Smith. And they're both comparable as far as wide receivers. Route running, great hands, all that. Not concerned about him. Now, you want to talk about Jalen Reger. You want to talk about 
uh, Greg Ward. You want to talk about Arcega Whiteside, Fulgham, even Quez Watkins. Even though I know he had a big touchdown and he showed a lot of promise, but still, I'm not sold on the Eagles wide receivers right now. I don't think anybody should be because they haven't proved anything. Even Devontae Smith hasn't proved anything. We still got to see make sure he plays. Okay? And then once you get past that, you go to defense. The defense, the our defensive line has been the strength of the Eagles since, since I can always remember. As soon as we got rid of, like when Brian Dawkins got traded out, that's when the secondary became secondary to the defensive line. For the last basically 10 years, the defensive line has been the strength of the Eagles' defense. And honestly, that's about it. I don't, I, I mean, Alex Singletary, he's a good player. The back end, Darius Slay, he's obviously a good cornerback. But once you get outside of that in the back seven, it's kind of, it's a little iffy. Bringing the guy from the Steelers, other cornerback, iffy. Your two, our two safeties, they're on a rotation. Could be Kayvon Wallace, could be, I don't even think it's McLeod anymore. Uh, it's uh, the, the safety from the Vikings. It's a very, the Eagles team, it, the basic theme of the Eagles team this year is we don't know. We don't know what we're going to get. It's not like, okay, we're good here, we're good there, we're good there. It's like offensive line, defensive line, good, everything else is a question mark. Literally everything else is a question mark. I have no idea what is going to happen this season. I don't think it'll be a great season. I don't think it can be a great season because I think there's just too many question marks. You can't you can't go into a season with so many question marks and think to win a division. You know what I mean? I'm thinking the Eagles are probably going to be third or second in the division this year. Being honest, third or second. It hurts as an Eagles fan, but I think that's just what's going to happen, unfortunately. But we'll have to see. Now we go ahead and transition into Manny Pacquiao, Ugas this weekend. Um, there's not much to say about this because at the end of the day, Manny Pacquiao was, I believe, 42. Lost to a younger fighter who's uh, pretty good defensively. Who gave Sean Porter a run for his money. So he's a top, he's obviously a top welterweight. So I think against Errol Spence, it would have been a problem. But, I mean, there's not much to say besides Manny lost. Uh, I haven't seen the entire fight, so I can only go off of what I saw. Manny was getting touched up a little bit uh, up top. So I think, you know, post-fight analysis, obviously Manny's he's old. Like, at the end of the day, when it comes to boxing, at a certain point, you're just too old. Like, you can run it out for for a while, but when you get to a certain age, it's just like, all right, you know, any younger dude can kind of handle me just at, like, you can only be at a high level for so long. It's just like anything. You can only be high level for so long until you kind of like, all right, I don't, I'm not as young as I used to be. That's just how it is. You're just not as young as you used to be. So, with that, Manny Pacquiao, he lost, and then uh, I believe it was Janet uh, Cannoneer and Gaslam. Uh, Cannoneer won versus Kevin Gaslam. I don't know. What's going on, Kevin Gaslam? He's kind of fallen. Ever since the Izzy fight, he's kind of fallen off. Now, I know when, whenever you fight somebody, when there's two high-level people and they fight each other, I think at that time, Gaslam and Adesanya were both high-level. 
and it's kind of one of those things where it's like well how much did you leave in the cage that night i think that's going on with gaslam it's like how much did you leave in the cage that night because he's only got like maybe one or two wins since that fight and it's kind of it might be one of those situations where it's like he left a lot in the in the ring with him that night i mean it was a fifth round fight a, a bloody war without asanya so he might have left a lot in that uh fight that night uh but you know cheers to to cannoneer he won the fight uh cheers to ugas he beat uh pacquiao you know those are just quick notes nothing special it's not uh no need to go too deep deeper than that so good good fights all right this is the last segment for today. This is the last segment for today, and this is something I want you to really think about. If there was a zombie apocalypse happening, right, would you be able to survive? Like, if the zombies, like, think about this, the zombies like this, right? If the zombies are the zombies from like the walking dead where they're kind of slow right would you be able to survive like given your physical stature given your ability your fighting ability given like just knowing yourself do you think you'd actually be able to survive and then i want you to think would i be able to survive the zombies in there's a TV show on Netflix called The Kingdom. It takes place in South Korea, I believe, or just Korea in general at the time, because it's a time period piece. Do you think you could survive those, the fast zombies? Okay. And then, do you think you could survive the medium speed zombies, right? So let's say the zombies, like the zombies gain the speed of the person that they turned into right so like if you if you were never a fast person in life and you became a zombie you'd be like the same type of speed as a zombie whatever speed you were at right so so like think about that right like the u.s started to turn into like zombies and everything like let's go with the slow zombies do you think you could survive because i feel like if the u.s came under a zombie attack and everybody started turning into the slow zombies I think most people could survive I think most only due to the fact because we have so many guns and weapons and different types of survival tools and kits and all that other crazy stuff I think most people would survive just based off of no factual evidence I have, no type of intuition knowing anything, but I would like to think most people in the U.S. could survive if zombies were slow. Now, if zombies take on the form of the speed of the person that they infected. Now, therein lies a problem for the most part, because, like, say you're, well, let's take it outside of the U.S. Say you're in, like, Jamaica, right? Most people in Jamaica are pretty fast. The fastest people in the world come from, like, Jamaica, right? So that whole little country, they'd be kind of screwed. Because imagine if Usain Bolt gets taken out as a zombie, and he's now he's a zombie. You can't outrun him. 
you have to kill him. Like you literally have to kill us Usain Bolt zombie because you can't outrun him. If he turn if he gains the same speed as Usain Bolt was as he was alive, everybody in the country is done for. You have to chop off that leg, you gotta chop off that head, you gotta chop off something. Well you're done. But let's roll it back to the US. If zombies were fast, right? Isn't America the fat that the fattest country in the world, I believe? Everybody in the US for the most part is screwed. Because most people in the US are fat and they can't run. Let alone jog. I would think most most people don't go to the gym, I don't think. I think most people in the US don't really go to the gym. We're the fattest country. There's a McDonald's on every corner. I honestly think the U.S. would... If there was an actual zombie apocalypse in the U.S. and the zombies gained the speed of the person they infected and or they were just fast zombies like the ones you see in like, what was it, like World War Z, the Kingdom, you know, stuff like that, we'd be in big trouble. Because I know a lot of people out there are slow and fat. And I want you to think about it. Like, could I survive that? And then now I want you to think. Now, if you can't survive that, if you can't survive, you know, a medium speed zombie or even a slow zombie, it sounds like you need to go to the gym. It sounds like you need to hit squat rack. Uh, sounds like you need to hit the treadmill, do some running. Do some evade, do some footwork, do a couple ladder drills. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? A zombie attack happens, a zombie apocalypse happens. Could you survive? Because you gotta be, at the end of the day, you gotta be quick. If you can't, even if you can't fight, you can run. And if you can't fight and you can't run, that's a double negative. You're done for. You know what I mean? You're done for. That is the worst case scenario for a fat person. There is a zombie apocalypse, and they're fat to where they can't run. They might be able to run for 50 yards, but a zombie's dead. He ain't got no stamina problems. You're dead. <laughs> what, what stamina problems you got? None. They're going to get you. So I want you to take that as a lesson. If you're fat, get to the gym. Because you never know. There might be a zombie apocalypse. Just saying. Just saying.